Hello again and welcome to The Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. Please check the three dots menu at the top or look along the bottom row. Click a little cog that you may find and then look for the word quality. YouTube has recently changed their settings so you might be looking for higher quality or the word advanced and then upgrade the quality of the video to 720 or 1080p so that you have a good clear picture to work with. I am bringing a very grave prophetic word that I received from the Lord. I alluded to it in the previous prophecy about the point and the question of slavery in the end times. I have very many prophecies on my blog, themastersvoice.com. You can find the link for it below in the description box along with what today's prophecy is really about. Please always be in the habit when you see a new video or when you come to the channel for the first time, check the description box. Just click the little down arrow and then it's going to drop down the menu so you can see what the day's video is about and you can see similar links that back up the prophecy that I'll be sharing. The Bible says that every word, let every word be established by two or three witnesses. I often say as I do the writing of the Lord's prophecies on the blog, The Master's Voice, that there is no prophetic word on that blog that lacks its mate. The Lord God is avidly trying to get his people around the world, not only in the nation of America. The Lord is not only focused on and concerned with the USA, as in he's trying to pick on the USA, but the Lord is focused on waking up the people in the United States and people all over the world to be aware of the changing times that we are in. We are in very heavy and um, difficult times prophetically. And what we need, what we need more than anything is a clear understanding of where the spirit of the Lord says that both the times good and evil are taking us. If we are better prepared for what is ahead, we have a better chance of living in such a way that we are able to be preserved during those difficult times. So the word I am bringing today is not an easy word. I have brought this word multiple times and the Lord has given his reasons for why these things will come. The banner scripture for today is this. For they fled from the swords, from the drawn sword, from the bent bow, and they fled from the distress of war. Isaiah chapter 21, verse 15. The title of this prophecy is The Valley of Vision. And I received it just a few days ago, May the 1st, 2021. In the year that one warfaring king came to that great city, when he came at the request of his master and he fought against the city, God spoke to his servant, the prophet Isaiah, saying, Go, take off all your clothes and remove your sandals too. And he did it, going around naked and barefoot. Then God said, Just as Isaiah now goes naked and barefoot for three years as a sign and a wonder before you, 
so will this great king lead away these people as prisoners and captives, young and old, naked and barefoot, with their buttocks exposed to the shame of the nation. And this is basically a paraphrase of Isaiah chapter 20. I've read Isaiah chapter 20 on camera before. I just can't remember what prophecy it is. Uh, this will probably be my 80th or 90th video. And there are almost 300 prophecies on the master's voice. I think I'm at 296 or 297. And so many of these themes, they keep coming up and they correlate to one another, as I said in the beginning, because God is definitely trying to get our attention. When God keeps saying a thing and saying a thing, he's not doing it so that your heart will fail, even though that is one of the responses that God is looking for. The Lord keeps bringing a matter up when a matter is serious, when a matter is very grave, when a matter goes to the heart of the human experience and will not be something that is easy for humanity to bear, he will also keep bringing a matter up when people are hard-hearted. And I have to say, in the short time that I have been doing this work in a video format for the Lord, I have had what I would call a front row seat to the almost refusal the absolute refusal of people to take the things that the lord god says seriously more than ever i am having a front row seat i'm able to observe how unused people are to true prophetic words they're not used to hearing god dialoguing with them through any human being in a way that makes it imperative, meaning in a way that grabs their attention and tells them, you have to hear these things. Many people think that the messenger before them is the person who's talking on their own behalf. They're talking because they don't have anything else to do, or maybe they've just read the Bible and they've decided to jump on the internet for a few minutes and just share their thoughts and feelings without any basis in fact. When in fact, God says in his word in Joel chapter two, and I think it's verse 28, that in the last days, he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh and his sons and daughters, meaning male and female servants of the Lord will begin to prophesy. To prophesy means that you are speaking forth a matter, not out of your belly and not out of your own understanding, but you are actually pulling down, processing and receiving information from outside of your understanding, from the higher intelligence of the Lord God himself. And then you are speaking it forth as you have been authorized. So to truly prophesy, if you have not received the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the direct calling from the Holy Spirit, a mandate to speak out, to make known, to proclaim what you have been given, then it's very possible that you may have received prophetic truth from the Lord, but he has not told you to bring it out to a larger setting. And here's why. When the Lord commissions a person to bring his prophetic truth out to a larger setting, God is saying that I co-signed this. In fact, I am the origin of what you are hearing and what you are hearing is so and will come to pass at my word. So the things that I address here on the master's, on the master's voice, admittedly, they're not easy to hear. 
very heavy matters, very grave matters, things like war, starvation, invasion, things that take place in the heavens, things that will take place at the very end, end part of what we know as the age of humanity. And now here in this prophecy, the Lord is using Isaiah 20 and the judgment that he brought with, through the king of Assyria against Ethiopia and Egypt. Now, these were two very strong warfaring nations. We've heard about Ethiopia in the Bible, a nation smooth of skin with tall and dark warriors. And we've also heard about Egypt because we know about the slavery and the captivity that they kept ancient Israel in. But there was a time when God decided to judge them. And he spoke through a Hebrew prophet who was not even a member of either nation. And he brought forth a very painful prophecy against Egypt and Ethiopia, saying that the king of Assyria will come against you, a fierce and warfaring king, and he will take your people prisoners of all age groups, young and old, men and women, and he will lead you away barefoot and captive and naked. Your buttocks will be exposed. And in those days, people actually loved and liked their clothing. It was understood among all the nations in those days that nakedness was a reproach and a shame. That is something that we've lost the understanding of now in the modern time. And that is actually one of the reasons that the Lord says that part of the judgment against the United States of America will be nakedness. He has said to me many times, and I have proclaimed it openly in the hearing of all who visit this blog, that God says, because you hate clothes so much, and because you hate to cover up and be modest, he will make you naked in front of who? you don't want to be naked in front of. So here is the prophetic word, the valley of vision. The mares shall be made naked. A mare is a female horse. So here the Lord is talking about women, young women and old women. The bucks shall be uncovered. A buck is uh, the word for a strong and very vital young male animal. So the mares will be made naked and the bucks shall be uncovered. The yearlings and the colts shall be defenseless. So here God is talking about little children and older children, yearlings and colts, which are different ages of horses. And he says, the mighty thoroughbreds shall be exposed. So this, of course, is talking to grown men. As the captives of Assyria walked naked and barefoot, shivering and terrified before their captors, America, so will you. You're full of lust, and this has made you ripe for, ripe for destruction. In your haste to commit adultery against me, you have profaned my holy name, and now there is no repayment that can be made for your sin. Then it was revealed in my hearing by the Lord God of hosts, surely for your iniquity, there can be no atonement for you. I will remember it even to your death, says the Lord God of hosts. And so this first part of the prophecy is just basically saying that 
every gender, male and female, and every age group, old and young, and everything in between shall be exposed here in the United States. I have said so many times that the Lord has shown me many visions of people standing in lines, shivering, naked, sometimes tied with zip ties, because the Lord God says, he said to me, Celestial, who is going to spend money on metal chains for this many people? They will be tied with zip ties. I've written on the blog in some prophecy and made the video for it that I saw a vision where it was like someone was pouring out a barrel of zip ties. You know, zip ties are the thing that you put to tie stuff up and then you zip it and it's just plastic. It's easy to make, it's cheap to buy, and it's readily disposable, but it has an extremely tight grip. And I said that I saw a vision of zip ties, blue, yellow, red, green, black, purple, every color under the sun. It, it was just pouring endlessly before me. So I just saw endless zip ties being poured out of a barrel. And I also have seen pictures with no, no face. I've just seen the hands and the captors that will come here will tie the hands of people so tightly that I saw the flesh puffed up like a snake had bitten it. So they tied it so tightly that the zip tie was biting into the flesh and the hand was huge above and below where the zip tie was. And God is saying that men and women will be made naked here, just as the, the king of Assyria and his soldiers captured people in Ethiopia and Egypt and made them naked. And I've shared before that in war, when you are conquered and you are stripped naked, it's a very dehumanizing tactic. It's made to make the mind of the conquered people understand that you are so thoroughly beaten and you are so thoroughly without hope that even your clothing that you put on that morning by your own choice can be taken away from you by your new master and you will not be able to have any say in that. The Lord is using nakedness here not as a descriptive picture. Not only that, he is using nakedness here as a descriptive picture to show America how definitively you will be beaten. And this is um, requisition from the Lord to a nation that thinks that it cannot be defeated, to a nation that thinks that it can never lose a battle, to a nation that has said to the Lord, endless times I have read this on camera, endless times I have been told by the Lord to write this on the blog, Isaiah 9, that says the bricks have fallen down, meaning that whatever edifices we had, whatever administrations we had, whatever power we had, if it suffered a blow and it fell, if we went through a 9-11 or we went through a Pearl Harbor or whatever it is that we went through and it fell, we will build back better. We will build back bigger. We're going to be stronger than we were before. And you can't hold America down. And God is saying that the kind of judgments and punishments that I will bring against you will be the fitting punishments for such pride that you as a nation, as a people, have demonstrated to me. See, many people, they come to this blog and they say things against the Lord that distress me. And I have said before, 
I do not care what you say against me personally, but when you have the temerity and the audacity to speak recklessly and without self-control against the Lord God, you remind me of the people in the book of Revelation who after punishment, after punishment, after punishment came against them and the Bible writes of them, they lifted up their voices and shook their fists at heaven and cursed the Lord God even more. The people that come here and speak against the Lord and say, why isn't he giving us more time? And why is he doing this now in our day? And why is he so harsh? And why is he an Old Testament God? And the questions puzzle me. Who taught you that God separates himself into an Old Testament God and a New Testament God? Where did you cherry pick the lies that have filled your soul that you do not understand that the scripture says here now, O Israel, I, the Lord God, am one and I change not. I am the same from generation to generation. I am the first and even unto the last. I am he. Who taught you that God changes through the dispensations to suit whatever candy fluff your Bible study group or your misled and deceived pastor, him or herself, or your completely fooled Christian denomination has taught you? Who told you that God exists to do things at your pleasure or to suit your timetable? I had a conversation with a young woman many years ago. She was 17 or 18 then. And I was sharing with her just some of these things in a personal setting because the Lord God had not yet told me to make these things public. As I mentioned at the beginning of this video, seeing or hearing something prophetic from the Lord is not the automatic go get you to start talking, to start putting it everywhere. You need to be led of the Lord and led by his spirit because when you speak and you say a thing and you perhaps run ahead of the Lord, I've seen many people get embarrassed because they speak ahead of the Lord without his leading, without his mandate, and then the Lord does not show up to do what they said he would do, and then they carry shame to themselves. And this young lady was distressed because she was at the time considering what college she would go to. And she was saying to me, but auntie, why would God do this now? I mean, we have the rest of our lives ahead of us. Why does the world have to be coming to its, why does it have to be breaking down now? And I asked her and said, who do you want it to break down on? Do you want to live your whole life until you're 90 or, or 83 and die in peace in your bed? And then when you pass out of existence, then the generations that come after you, they get to hold the bag and they get to deal with Armageddon and the apocalypse and the Nephilim and world war, whatever, and all the things that God said will come. I said, that's just the human condition to consider self at all costs, to consider self even against the creator that we claim we recognize, we know, and we love. I asked her, I said, what about God? So he's held his heart and he's held his peace and he's borne his, his pain and watched us destroy everything that he loves everything beautiful that he made. He has watched us corrupt ourselves and do the most generation after generation. But because we're going to college or because we just got married or we're pregnant, God is the one who's wicked when he finally moves and says, I'm going to reset the clock and I'm going to bring all things 
to a close. These are the things that reveal our hearts to us. Prophetic words like this are so hard and so emphatic that they leave you no choice but to examine your own heart and your own motives and see who you really are inside. Are you righteous or unrighteous? Are you holy or unholy? Are you true? Are you clinging to this world? Or are you really willing and able to hear the words of the Lord and say, Father, I don't understand it all and it's scaring me, but I want to take a hold of your hand and walk this through as far as you are willing to take me. The Lord says that America will be made naked. His exact words, I repeat, the sun will see your skin. You will be stripped bare and naked before one another. You will cry for the modesty that you always despised, but you will not find it. Father will be naked before son, mother naked before her daughters. The nakedness of a father will be seen by his children and a curse will come upon your land. All shame will be uncovered. All modesty will be lost as I repay you for the sins of this nation. I will requite the sins of America to her fifth and her tenth generation. I will pay you back for the sins of your forefathers who exposed and uncovered the nakedness of slaves. I will pay you back for your own sin too. To those who cannot stay away from fornication, pornography, sexual immorality, and perversion of all times, I repeat, your son will see the skin. There is no atonement that can be made for the sins of your past. As you pay to others, it will be repaid to you. And I have shared in previous prophecies that the Lord has talked about the very real history of slavery of the American Indian and the African American in this nation. That the Lord has said that he heard the cries of his people. He said that he witnessed their blood flowing in the fields. I assume these would be the rubber fields, cotton fields, and the different fields that the slaves were forced to work in. He said that they were forced to do inhuman amounts of work and their lives were considered expendable basically something that you can waste and easily replace like toilet paper the lord says that as they were made naked he will make the descendants of america naked as payment for what happened he said contrary to what you think i do not forget and he said and i repeat that there is no atonement that can be made for the sin of slavery in the United States. So to the people who always say, let's get over it, let's grow and evolve, to those who say I had nothing to do with it, it doesn't involve me, I don't think that these are the mindsets that will endear you to the Lord because he says that he is coming back to pay back this sin to the fifth and the tenth generation. So if you are alive today and you had no idea what people were doing in your tenth generation in the United States, 
It might behoove you to speak less, read more, learn, and turn to the Father for understanding of these matters. So here are the images that I saw. They were very faint this time, and I thank the Lord because he understands that I do not like to see these things. I saw that women were standing lined up and that men were walking and tearing at the top of their clothing and ripping the clothing until their breasts came out. So they were tearing not only dresses, they were tearing blouses, they were tearing them and bras so that the breasts of the women came out. And they had this thing of looking into the eyes of the women. And I understood it was because they wanted these women to be ashamed. Mostly, however, I saw that people were made to undress in orderly lines at gunpoint. So there were soldiers there with weapons and then the order was given, a superior order was given, a command. And everybody who was a prisoner of war, everybody who had been taken prisoner because America had been so soundly defeated. Please hear my voice when I tell you that no help will come to us in this country. There is no help coming. The Lord has said in multiple prophecies that France will not come. Germany will not come. And he says that if NATO raises a hand to help you, he will destroy them by the hand of Russia and China. He said that any nation that crosses him to offer offer America in assistance at the time of her judgment, that nation, even though he never planned to destroy that nation, because that nation is not part of Revelation 17 and 18, is not part of Mystery Babylon's judgment, he said that he will smash that nation that comes to America's help. And so I saw that no help was coming for America and the order was given and people were stripped Everything that they wore was taken over as a way of humiliating them, controlling them, subduing them. And just as it was in the history of America during slavery, the nakedness was used to categorize people. So if you were tall and strong, you were categorized with other tall and strong men. And if you were skinny and strong, you were categorized with other skinny and strong men. And if you were skinny and very weak, you were categorized with skinny and weak men. Large buxom women with large women and smaller women with smaller women. And also according to age group. The casualties of war. The Lord said to me, Celestial, when you fight wars, when you fight wars and you lose, this is the price you pay. You become chattel. You become slaves. You become a prize. You are a casualty of war. And so the nakedness of the people in this country will be in front of everyone. God says that the clothes you couldn't keep on, the deep plunging dresses and the things that pressed your assets together, the clothing that didn't give you room to breathe, male and female, everything that you always put on display, the sex that you wanted to sell. It will be seen by all. You will be naked in front of who you don't want to be naked in front of. And I say again, women, it will be worse for you because it doesn't take a lot of thinking to know that because of the way that we are built 
and the fact that we are not as strong. Women are very vulnerable in times of conflict and when peace is taken from the earth, women and children are at a great disadvantage. Men will come here and they will fight the American men and the American men will not win. Those other men will win. And I saw that when the war was over and all the homes were looted and ransacked and everything that was valuable, the Alexas and the TVs and the money and everything that people are hiding in their homes now, <laughs> it was brought out and it would be sprawled out on the lawn of these homes. And guess what else was brought out as a prize? Yes, the people. Whoever had not been able to flee the country, I've spoken of mass exoduses out of the United States. I have seen the passports in visions clicking through the, the customs clicker in one-way trips where people simply decided that I am not going to die here, especially foreigners. Foreigners went home in droves, and this is what the Lord says. Every man will return to his habitation. Everybody in the end times, when the earth, when peace is taken from the earth, when wars and rumors of wars, people naturally want to be with where with their own their own ethnic groups or their own whatever it is. You can say whatever you think that you think I'm saying, but it is even in the Bible. The Bible says that people will return to their habitations, which means where they originally come from. And the Lord showed me, I've said it many times, that when it came to leaving America, nobody excelled at it like the French. They were gone. They felt no remorse. They abandoned everything here and they walked away. So whoever does not leave and whoever God will not save, whoever does not repent and live such a life that God will say, you, I know you. You are like Noah before me. You and your family, come. I have a place to keep you. Whoever is caught as punishment for past sins. So some of the sins that I've shared here that the Lord always talks about is sexual sin, masturbation, and watching pornography, and having sex before marriage, and being a lustful object. So you're one of those people that have one of those social media accounts where you actually monetize it to show people parts of your body, or to have sex on camera so that people can pay to watch, or you're a young person and you're dressing lasciviously, and you have your Instagram or your whatever gram, and all you're basically doing is selling selling your physical assets, whether you're selling it for money or you're selling it for clout or you're selling it for influence or you're a person who just wants to be that sex magnet at the office. So you're taking time every day because you want to see the men's breasts resting on you when you go to the water cooler or whatever it is that you are doing in this short, tiny and sometimes almost pointless life that we are living here on earth. If you are one of those people, if you are in an alternative lifestyle, homosexuality, transgenderism, you've had your mind basically twisted and turned by the machinations of America, which just basically means the lies that America tells, that if you're a man, you can be a woman, and all of this is just your freedom. It's your inner you. It's your right to express how you free you feel be bold live large if you are a person who has drunk that poison Jim Jones Kool-Aid but deep inside you there's a scratching 
that you're not quite satisfied with living like that. You're out there, you're sleeping with all the women, you're sleeping with all the men, but after you finish those things, when you are by yourself, the ache is so huge and you cannot even count your value as a person anymore. You conquered every girl and you don't feel satisfied. You hooked every man and you still feel used and small. Understand that these are the times that God has not yet brought judgment. He is still using mercy and love and warnings to call you out of that life to himself. If you are a Christian that is harboring the appetites for these things in your heart, there are a lot, a lot of pornographic virgins out there, meaning Christians who are just managing to cling to the outer purity, but inside their hearts are filled with so much lust, their minds, the things that they think about, they might as well go out and have the sex because they're lusting after it and having it in their hearts 24 hours a day. If you are doing these things and you will not come to the compassion of the Lord Jesus Christ and lay down these struggles with the flesh at his feet and say, son of man, son of God, have mercy on me. Please understand that the time will come when the Lord will shut the door on people like me speaking at all. He will tell us, speak no more. Just like he told Noah, speak no more. The Bible says that Noah was a prophet of righteousness, a preacher of righteousness. Noah heard that the punishment of the ark was coming and Noah went out to warn people for the whole 120 years that he was building that ark. That ark was a harbinger. The ark stood there and anybody walking by could say, hey, Noah, what you building? And Noah would tell them. I am building an ark to ride upon the seas for the rain is coming. And they would probably mock and laugh. But Noah was not moved by mocking and laughing because it's not by people mocking and laughing that the rest of us care. We care about your soul unless we could not be here speaking and warning for Jesus. But the time came when God said to Noah, go into the ark. And Noah entered into the ark and the Bible says that God seals the ark himself. And what that means is a time will come when God will shut down channels like this. You will not see the celestials of YouTube anymore. YouTube might even shut us down before God does. But what I'm saying is that the voice calling you and warning you will disappear and then you will be left outside of the safety of God. The time will come when he will shut the door on coming into him. Because at that time, when these people come, you can't start crying out at that time. It will be too late. The judgment will already be in effect. And what will you do? So I have said that these words were given by the Lord in Isaiah chapter 20 to two stubborn nations. And he told them that their judgment would be so severe that they would end up naked and without shoes, 
walking as slaves into captivity. He told them that their body parts would be seen by their new masters. And to prove to them that he was serious about it, God used the prophet Isaiah to be naked for three years as a sign before these two foreign nations that he was very, very serious about what he was saying. And I always say to people, when you hear these types of prophetic words coming in our modern age like this, talking about things that are so painful and so savage, you have to be a special kind of person to think that God is joking. So if the false teachers have lied to you and told you, oh, if you hear anything like this, it's doom and it's gloom and it, it's a God of the Old Testament. God is the same God yesterday, now and forever. So instead of looking at God and wondering why he's so harsh, you should look at the corrupted system of the, of the Christianity we walk in today. The, the corrupted system of, of the so-called gospel that we have, the very weak and watered down and compromised gospel that has gripped almost all of the church internationally. And you should wonder, why are we walking in this corrupted system? How can it save me? And how can I truly find the real God? I hope that you will go to the prophecy on the blog and read the whole thing for yourself. I always say when you watch the video, take the time to actually um, get the prophecy into your head by reading it for yourself. I am Celestial and I've delivered the prophecy, The Valley of Vision, May the 1st, 2021. I hope that we have all heard the words of the Lord. I will be back with you as time allows, but until then.